0: If you're hearing this, we thank you for pressing play on another edition of It's a Stream of Life podcast with Brandon and Lauren, chronicling life in the peak entertainment era. And we're back with another episode of It's a Stream of Life podcast with Brandon and Lauren, episode 197, as we inch closer to our 200th episode. Uh, This week, we're going to recap the massive event that is CinemaCon, Uh, as we prepare for the return to theaters this summer. We also discuss the season finale of Perry Mason and revisit the life and legacy of Jerry Springer. But first, with word that Black Mirror is returning to Netflix for a sixth season, uh, what were your top three episodes
1: of that show? Or maybe your just favorite. I we can do a top three. Um, My top three, I'm gonna start from three and go to one, one being the best. I think... um, Three would probably be uh, Shut Up and Dance because I, I didn't know what was going on until it really got to like the, the big point of it. I was like, oh, God, um, you know, and everybody's being blacked yeah. out of that one. I really, really liked that one. I thought that was a good episode. Um, I think second, I would probably pick, I think it's called The Entire History of You and um that yeah. one was good and it kind of kind of interesting taken in, um some things that we've already seen in how would you say in sci-fi movies before but uh yeah it, it was kind of nuts and kind of unsettling in a way <laughs> and then the, the my favorite mm-hmm. one is kind of a toss-up but i would have to say it is probably san junipero Or uh, 15 Million Merits, just because I think 15 Million Merits was maybe the first one. And it kind of is like the right episode to get you hooked in. But San Junipero was just, I think the story was so incredible. And that's what kind of grabbed everybody.
0: Right. Yeah. San Junipero has somewhat of like a happy ending where (laughs) most of these stories (laughs) end in, Doom. Yeah, correct. Uh for me, a top three, I think my number three is yes. nosedive. Um, I cause it just sort of like hit the perfect problems with social media and the way you depict yourself online, yeah. stuff like that. Um my number two I think would be White Bear oh, yeah. from season yeah. two. Um yeah Yeah. that one was wild i just a crazy concept um of crime and punishment and number one uh yeah either san june or even um you mentioned the entire history of you that one was just sort of like remarkable um perspective of you know intimacy and infidelity and just sort of how technology can exactly can mess things up for you if you keep asking Asking the questions you're or wanting answers to questions you don't want to ask, basically. But yeah, I hope this next season sort of recaptures some of that. Yeah, I hope so. Early magic. Um, it just started really strong and then kind of dipped here and there, but um, yeah, same looking forward to it. All right, let's get to our first segment with the headlines. So there's a lot going on as America keeps telling itself right. that we're not in a recession. But um first up, for something totally different,
1: there's this new trailer out for a new video game called You yeah, Record. It. Did you see this? I'm not gonna lie, I saw it like I wanna say maybe it seems like I saw something about it a while ago, but then I saw it hit Twitter and I was like, uh, what is this?
0: Yeah. So, um, some new video game developer called drama has developed a first person video game, first person shooter video game, where you are a tactical officer and the perspective is everything being recorded by your body camera. Um, but from the trailer, the issue is how dangerously realistic the graphics are. Like, I couldn't tell if I was actually watching actual footage. Yeah, or a video game. And to me, that's crossing a line when it comes to sort of that entertainment. Um, Especially for an officer, like, just given the times like I, I don't know about this. Um, and from what the trailer was showing, he's just chasing down people and shooting oh, them. Like, yeah, he's not really word. solving a crime anything like that. And of course, that's part of first-person shooters, but to have it be that realistic, it looks like someone just murdering, you know, as far as we
1: know, right. innocent suspects. When I first like, saw the clip, I saw it without any, not, I can't say without context, but I saw it not connected to like an official source. It was like somebody just posting it on Twitter. So that initial scene where he's loading in his gun and walking into this abandoned building, I was like, the hell is this? Like, this is some stuff you would see on like, you know, E-bombs world or like the dark side of the internet. I was like, where is going on? Yeah. Yeah,
0: it was very strange. And maybe I think it's supposed to be on PC, which is like a, yeah. smaller sect of video gaming, but I hope this gets pushed back because it just seems a bit too, yeah. too realistic and on the nose. Like We don't need right. video games like, to be simulations. <laughs> right. 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 It's supposed to be fantasy. It's supposed to be make-believe. Let's get back into that. Um, what well, is not make-believe is some of the biggest news at two of the biggest uh, cable news networks in the country. Uh, Tucker Carlson, um, Fox News severed ties. Uh, He says they parted ways. Fox News says he was fired. Um, And this all happened last Monday, as well as the firing of Don Lemon after 17 years at CNN. Um, So we know with Fox News, they recently had that defamation suit where they had to pay up to $787 million. And with Carlson being their top-rated anchor, maybe that has something to do with it. Um, There are rumors that there are maybe harassment allegations coming out. Um, There are also rumors that Carlson made a statement in regards to religion or something that Murdoch did not like. So we're not exactly sure what happened. And he's not going to say exactly the truth anyway, because his whole persona is a lie. So... Um, with Don Lemon, we kind of saw the right on the wall early on uh, with CNN doing its sort of uh, company change with the merger of Warner Brothers and Discovery, um, them going more centric. We saw a lot of anchors lose their primetime shows, including Lemon. He was stuck on the morning show with these two new women. And then, of course, the comment about Nikki Haley. Um, he claims he was not warned, warned about this. CNN says that they opted to have a meeting with him, and he refused. So, yeah, um, it's just very strange. Um, but he he seems to be okay. He'll be just fine. Uh, is going to take a vacation, and I'm sure Carlson. What's
1: nuts though is that just fine as well. It was the same day. So I mean, and you wonder. I doubt anybody right. on CNN and Fox. There, there may be crossover in terms of talking, but to do that on the same day is absolutely bananas. But from what it seemed like, I mean, they were hyping up Carlson's show, like, the Sunday before he got fired. Like, catch, you know, Tucker Carlson at 8 p.m., da 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 Right. Come Monday morning, Tucker Carlson didn't have a job. <laughs> he w-
0: yeah, right. it was gone. Like, he signed off Friday with no knowledge of this. So something must yeah, have happened. I don't if we'll ever get to the bottom of it. Right. Um, and saying that media lane, we're experiencing more layoffs. This time in the news sector, um, BuzzFeed News has folded. Um, the one sort of spectacular investigative part of BuzzFeed, they were the ones that were able to break the Weinstein case a few years back, has been um, folded over at HuffPost, Um, as well as Vice News Tonight is ending, as well as layoffs sort of hit um, several different sectors. We had um, ESPN as well, see major layoffs over at Disney, um, ABC News. Uh, We've gotten more layoffs at tech companies and um, other businesses it's, it's happening left and right So yeah. Definitely a, a difficult time to sort of Be in this Realm of industry so um, Hopefully those Individuals are able to find That's other true. jobs But It's definitely nuts <laughs> And Finally on the uh, high notes The date for next year's Oscars Has been set Oscars 2024 will be on March 10th. Yeah, sure. Guessing that's a Sunday. Yes, and I believe it'll return to ABC as far as I know. I don't know if Kim will return to host, but we know there is a date. Over at the box office, Super Mario Brothers continues to sort of rule. Um, It's crossed over the billion mark globally, so it is a bona fide hit. Um and I think it comes to streaming sometime oh. in May. So I'm not sure where. Yeah. But it should be available to stream pretty soon. Uh, over at the Obits, we lost two um, very different type of legends in the <laughs> entertainment sphere. First, we lost um actor, singer, and activist Harry Belafonte at the age of ninety six. Um he's he's known for being one of the bright and shiny Black actors in the sort of golden era of Hollywood. He was um, best friends and colleagues with Sidney Poitier, um, had a string of films, um, the transition to a civil rights activist later on in his career, being a close friend of Martin Luther King Jr., and a lot of other activists, and continued his um, activism well into his, his later years. Um, just as recently so he's definitely a major loss um, in the, in all, sphere, all spheres and I believe there's a few documentaries about him out and about um, one particularly about his time when he hosted the uh, Johnny Carson show for a week back in yeah. 1968 which was unprecedented um, and then just about his activism in general I think there's another one coming out pretty soon as well so I'll be on the lookout for those. And then the same week, we lost a uh, TV talk show hype man <laughs> and legend Jerry Springer, um, who famously hosted the Springer show for a wow. uh, record 28 seasons. So um, just a few facts about Jerry Springer. He um, first started in politics. As we know, he was a failed mayor. Well, not failed mayor, but yeah. he was mayor for Cincinnati, in Cincinnati for a while. Um, and even had his own political scandal before getting into TV Um, but uh, The Jerry Springer Show aired in 1991 and initially was sort of like a political show that discussed topics and whatnot but as the 90s went on and trash TV shows became the fad he transitioned to some more salacious topics um, and was at one point in 2002 TV Mm -hmm. Guy named it the worst TV show of all time (laughs) So uh, it lasted nearly 5,000 episodes. Um, It spawned its own film, Ringmaster, which was like a kind of spoof, meta spoof on the show itself. Um, But it finally signed off, I think, around... Yeah, I think
1: it was around there, yeah. 2011,
0: 2012, he signed off. um, And then he went into the uh, Judge Arena, had Judge Jerry that ran for two seasons, and I, he still dabbled
1: in other TV shows here and there, um, but yeah, he was I'm in his seventies, correct? Which took me by surprise. I I thought he was more so uh, around our parents' age, but yeah, I, I didn't realize he was that old.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah. But um, he succumbed to yeah. actually succumbed to pancreatic cancer. Um, so R.I.P. to him. He's definitely controversial controversial um, figure yeah. uh, being figure yes Um, on one hand he was sort of revolutionizing the talk show format and sort of owned that arena for for several years Um, but he also sort of exploited a lot of people through his show and um, was sort of ahead of his time discussing some topics that are taboo That were definitely taboo then, but just in a very poor way. But um, he will be missed. He's definitely, definitely a staple in you know '90s and millennial
1: culture. shit at your grandmother's house or you were sick from school? You know, Jerry Springer was always on, and it was so. (laughs) I could just remember so many of the fights, (laughs) like you said. There's so many things that just would not pass for today, and um, I think one of the big ones uh, that I remember fight wise was just like this man had the KKK on there so many times. Like, it just, it, like, they were like a recurring. Game. Yeah. Like, bring out these KKK members. Like, what is going on? Like...
0: Exactly. And someone highlighted one episode where he got in the face of yeah. one and it had to be separated. Like, they were going to tussle. Um, yeah, but he definitely was sort of like the yeah.
1: Yeah, he was. the
0: frontier of filth <laughs> on television. Yeah. I, I just remember every day after school, like before our parents got home, we kind of watched that and right. then had to change the channel, of course. But yeah, it's it's classic television. I think his show is streaming, you can stream oh. it on like his website or even on Pluto, one of those networks, you'll be able to watch it for free. So You may want to reminisce. I don't know. (laughs) That wraps up our headlines, and we're going into our future presentation. So this past week uh, was a four-day festival in
1: Las Vegas called CinemaCon. Yeah, because I think this is pretty recent. Really, what it was until I saw stuff about it popping up, and I was like, "Oh, okay."
0: Yeah, so this is a new festival for films. Um, basically, big studios, any studios, are, are there to share exclusive clips, maybe premiere movies for executives and critics, uh, the press, and whatnot. Um, and it's basically all the films of the upcoming year. A lot of the summer blockbusters, a lot of the temple streamer films premiere there. Um, and this week, so yeah. basically everyone was there. You have Warner Brothers Discovery, Universal, Disney with 20, 20 Fox Studios and Marvel, um, directors just premiering everything. It's a lot to sort of like cover all of it. So I'll just kind of give some of the highlights and so we can kind of talk about things we would like to see. But of course, the big one was premiere of Warner Brothers DSC yeah. Studios, The Flash, which is set to premiere June 16th. And of course, this is um, the, the film starring Ezra Miller, the controversial actor who found themselves in a lot of legal trouble the past year with allegations and charges of kidnapping and assault and other things. Um, and the film still pressed on. So, from critics, everyone's calling it one of the greatest superhero films of all time, or DC's greatest superhero film. Yeah. We'll have to see. All the ratings ratings have been pretty good, but it still bears the question like what do they do with Miller after this? Um I I wasn't interested before and it, it seems pretty much that like this film is like One of the bigger, the major storylines for The Flash has always been Flashpoint, where he travels back in time to save his family and messes up the timeline everywhere. So, heroes from this world and that world dimension crossover. So, you're getting multiple Batmans, you're getting Supergirl, you're getting two Flashes. So, it's like a, it's sort of DC's version of Spider Man No Way Home. We have the converging characters from different universes yeah. all together. So it's more of like a nostalgia pump than an actual narrative to me. That comes June 16th, uh, then of course, you had a preview of Barbie, which dropped July 21st, starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. I think they showed maybe 20 minutes of that. Um, you also had them preview uh, Transformers, Rise of the Beasts with Anthony Ramos and Dominique Fishback. Um, I'm excited for that. I've always been a Transformers fan, and then some of the other show uh, films that they sort of previewed: uh, Aquaman two, which is set for December twentieth; um, Doom Part two, which is set for the fall. And you have um, Timely Shaw yeah. made duty because they also
1: previewed the Wonka film. And so who's asking for that? Who wants to know about cool Willy film. Wonka's life before he had a chocolate factory? Like. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Like, it's it's literally like whatever IP exists, they want to reboot, remake, re-image, re-turn, oh, strange. remix.
1: Strange. I, I don't even know what to say to that. That's, that's so niche.
0: <laughs> yeah. And they've already announced, I guess, uh, Hugh Grant is playing one of the Oompa Loompas. So I don't know what that's supposed to look like. Um, we also had The first look at Equalizer 3 This is the final film In the franchise starring Denzel Washington Um, and he reunites with His Man on Fire co-star Dakota Fanning Um, you have Napoleon Which is set for November This of course is a biopic of the General Army person uh, I forget who's doing this film
1: But, um No, Is it one are of the Scots about Oppen- Oppenheimer? Or... Oh, oh, my bad, my bad. I misheard you. No, yeah, n- the Napoleon no film.
0: Looks like it's starring
1: Walking Phoenix
0: as Napoleon. Yeah. It's really It stars Mr. Kirby, Jodie Comer. Yeah, really, Scott. Yeah. I had a feeling he was giving <laughs> that. <laughs> uh, That's that set for November. Yeah. Um, and, of course, Oppenheimer yeah. is set for July as well, and that's Christopher Nolan's big epic about... I believe um, so. Is it Robert Oppenheimer? Who is oh basically God. the father of the, the um, <laughs> atomic bomb. I was about to say Napoleon bomb. and That's, yeah. <laughs> that's not right. Um, and that has an a all-star cast with uh, Cillian Murphy starring as Oppenheimer. Um, We had a look at the sequel to the Ghostbusters Afterlife. That's coming Christmas. Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson's coming in Craven the Hunter, which is set for October. This is another off-bit Sony Marvel Spider-Man villain film. It's supposed to be rated R, so I guess it's supposed to be really good. Uh, you also had news on Bad Boys Four, starring Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. It's in pre-production. Uh, Sony's Gran Turismo, which is yeah, based on the, the racing so weird. game, <laughs> uh, stars David Harbor and Orlando Bloom. Uh, Sony also announced Dumb Money, which is supposed to be the film chronicling the GameStop. Oh yeah, stock yeah, I remember that thing. That happened a few years ago. That's with Paul Dano and Seth Rogen. And then you have a rom-com with Glenn Powell and Sidney Sweeney called Anyone But You. Uh, there were a lot more. Just any film that's coming up this year basically was there. Um, yeah. I couldn't recap them all, but yeah, it's, it's a huge event that sort of, just sort of took over the I'm news really space inter- for a while.
1: Oh, go ahead. But uh, of course. Oh, no. I was just going to say the Oppenheimer is no, no, something I'm really interested in. And oddly enough, the Equalizer, uh, just because I really enjoyed those movies. So.
0: Yeah. 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 The trailer was really good for Equalizer, actually. Um, They also Sony also previewed some of uh, the Spider-Man sequel across the Spider-Verse. You had Sorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio sort of preview some of killer of. Oh, shoot. I just lost the title. That movie they're doing (laughs) killers of the moon. Okay, Okay. Killers killers of the flower moon which is set for October 19th. Um, it was streamed on Apple TV Plus. Um, yeah, just a lot of different films, some Oscar based, some not. One film that was missing, of course, with Jonathan Mazur's Magazine yeah. Dreams because he's going through his thing. So that did not appear there. Um, you also had Oprah, sort of preview some of The yeah. Color Purple. This is a musical film, adaptation of the musical. So that's coming up this year. Also, they show the first looks of oh. um Wicked, which stars Ariana Grande and what's that girl's name? <laughs> um uh, uh <laughs> shoot, what's that woman's name? I don't know. Oh crap.
1: Uh Cynthia um, Erivo,
0: The Singer and Actress. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Ariana Grande, Grinding since revon I guess they're breaking yeah. the film up into two parts just I, to the be honest film. I've always
1: heard about Wicked the musical I've never uh, seen it so this will be this will be new to me Yeah me neither
0: um and then Disney had the first look of Elemental their new Pixar film uh the new film Wish which returns Disney back to their animation days. Um, They, of course, previewed The Little Mermaid, where Melissa McCarthy, I think, sang Poor Unfortunate Souls. And then we had a look of the next Indiana Jones film, Dial of Destiny, starring uh, Harrison Ford and Phoebe What's-her-face girl. Phoebe (laughs) Waller-Bridge. So yeah, just a ton of content was previewed across four days in Las Vegas. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they do. It, it was definitely a time to champion theaters. So, And I guess in, the, in conjunction with just the film previews, they also give out awards and certain acknowledgements like Denzel Washington was awarded like the Lifetime Achievement Award and Zendaya won a new star Young Star Award, something. Um, Anthony Ramos, Dominic Fishback got the Rising Star Award. So it's a whole shindig over there in Vegas. So hopefully next year we'll be more attuned to it, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, that was CinemaCon. And when we come back, we'll get into our streams of the week. All right, we'll start our streams of the week with our Dolvin Theater recap. Um, so, for Dolvin Theater, we were watching um, films that had religious themes to them, whether they were feel good Christian movies or sat- satire on religion, horror, comedy, any of those genres. But they all focus on religion. As a theme So um, I don't I remember all can. the
1: movies I, I, I haven't remember. We did three right I'm trying to think if I watched a fourth movie And I don't think I did Yeah
0: That's fine I don't think I watched a fourth one either But um, I did watch I'm trying to think now Shoot Yeah I watched Believe Me, which was like a, a comedy. Yeah. I watched The Exorcism of God, which was sort of a horror. And I watched Johnny, which was like a biopic. And, oh, and Praise This, which was like a okay, okay. comedy drama type thing. Um, And basically the themes, of course, always there as is, is central to the church. Um, With Praise This, it focused on sort of like the Black church experience with praise teams and praising competitions. Uh, With Johnny, it focused on sort of like a real man's walk in faith and sort of like the just do he was doing in the name of Christianity, the charity he provided and things like that. Of course, Exorcism of God sort of examined the horror aspect of spirituality and sort of like the dilemma you face when you commit a sin or acts yeah that sort of betrays your faith and how you lose faith in that process and then uh believe me was sort of like examining sort of the relationship where people sort of distrust the church because of you know financial shady businesses and stuff like that and sort of like examine the morality of how far will you go to sort of get what you want using this facade and using people's emotions to sort of steer okay. your own ulterior motives. So.
1: All right. Oh, were you done? <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. okay. Yeah. I didn't know. All right. Um, oh yeah. I'm um, dead, I watched, um, I can't remember <laughs> the first one I watched, but I know I watched father Stu, uh, Mary Magdalene and then voices of fire is the one that I just watched. But um, I would say for the themes for those, uh, well, I'll give a little breakdown. Father Stu follows a man who is kind of down on his luck going through, I wouldn't say necessarily hardships, just kind of a transition in his life. And uh, he jokingly seeks out the church to kind of meet a woman. Then it turns out that, oh, wow, this is actually a calling for me. This could be something that I'm good at. And he ends up staying. Uh, Mary Magdalene talks about Mary Magdalene, who's kind of a prominent person in the Bible. and. It's kind of I I would say that this was almost like a like a, a biopic type thing trying to give her a different not a different spin but a different story almost outside of her connection to Jesus which is strange uh, but um, yeah so that's where that is but then Voices mm-hmm. of the Fire took place inside the church with this is more of a reality thing not like reality TV but it's a real thing these people trying to uh, perform and audition for a place in this this choir and uh, like I said last week I believe it has it's um, Pharrell Williams' uncle's choir and so he was heavily involved in it but I would say the overlapping theme if there, if there wouldn't be one would just be kind of everybody from even Mary Magdalene from Father Stu and the people in the Voices of Fire is this idea of using religion and faith as a way to kind of find themselves. And uh, you see that a lot in Voices of Fire because you get some talking mm. to the people and what brought them to the church. You get background of how long they've been in the church. And then, like I said, Father Stu is about a guy who is kind of leaning on the church as a way to find some stability in his life. And Mary Magdalene shows her life. And it's, if there's anything to take away from that movie, is it's a kind of, um, I guess you could say like a, uh, it's the movie, if there's one main theme, is about faith, kind of just her story of how she came to to like know Jesus, the connection and that story and who she was and how she was treated. So there's a lot of, I think the big, big theme that they all have in connection is using faith as a way to find yourself and, and find purpose. And I'd say they're all pretty good. They're, they're decent.
0: All right, good, good. And I would say a similar theme is sort right. of like finding yourself for all those films with Praise This, you know, Chloe's character sort of loses her mother. So she sort of acts out and since she can't pursue the career she wants to, she kind of finds herself again in this right. sort of uh, group at the church church praise team. Um, with Johnny, you know, you have... A faithful priest who sort of has to refine redefine himself after a terminal illness diagnosis, and he still persists to sort of give and teach and sort of help refine yeah find, helps a delinquent find himself um, exorcism of God, I guess you sort of find yourself yeah. after tragedy i I don't know. That one was still a little iffy. <laughs> and believe me, um, you kind of have to find. Well, college is all about finding yourself. And here you have students who think they know who they were, but put in the situation, they discover that yeah. they're they're actually more than what they thought they were. Like once they put their mind to it, and there's no reason to sort of be deceitful and whatnot. Um, and find your own potential. So they all sort of like discover these new layers in themselves that they're not as superficial as they once believed. So yeah, they, they were pretty good. And I'm typically one to sort of like stray from those type yeah. of films just because I feel they're sort of corny and always just yeah, g- yeah. generic and stuff. But yeah. this was a, a good variety. All right, and now we'll get into trailer things. A lot of things are coming up, so I just try to highlight the big things here. On May 20th, HBO Max will release their Donna Summer documentary called Love to Love You, Donna Summer. Uh, It's about the life and career of the disco queen who sort of was the first black woman to be, I think, think number one on the pop charts or something like that. or or the album number one, something of that nature. Um, But she just sort of was the the songstress who introduced the disco era um, to the world and sort of the dichotomy she faced as, you know, in the trailer, she says, you know, her singer self was sort of like this persona she wore, um, but her... Her private life is oh, yeah. very private. I do, too. I think um, she, I, so I, I love that. I'm interested to see it. I think it'll be um, really
1: good. She does have a very interesting story. And I, and it's interesting you say that about her private life because, you know, we only see her as one way. You know, we see her as this voice of oh. disco and this voice. And so I think to get a look behind right. the curtain will be very interesting. And I think you got a little bit of a glimpse of that as she got older in life. But, yeah, this this should be very good.
0: Yeah, as, as she got right. older, she actually made a complete reversal. She, you know, accepted Christ yeah. and was somewhat of a Bible pusher. Um, But, you know, that was her choice. Yeah, and sure. she was still revered. I still feel we lost her way too soon. So that's May 20th on HBO Max. Then over at Netflix, um, a different docuseries called Victim Suspect or a documentary, I can't remember the series uh, or film, but um, an investigative reporter reports the overwhelming cases when um, sexual assault rape victims go to report the alleged abuse, they soon become suspects because police believe they're making it up. Um, This is very rampant to where these victims are, are then arrested and charged with a felony that stays on the record and it's just another sad sad chapter in sort of this this realm for you know, women's rights and sexual victims rights so I'm very interested I saw in, that trailer I, on say, 23rd. I can't remember
1: when I saw it I may saw it the day it came out but yeah it's, it looks very enticing.
0: <sighs> yeah yeah it looked very good um, staying in the realm of documentaries, we're getting 30 for 30 returning at ESPN May 30th. We get a documentary on the American Gladiators. If you remember, American Gladiators was like a mix of sports and reality TV put together like wrestling meets yeah. like adult versions of uh, Global Guts on Nickelodeon. <laughs> But um, as as popular as it was, there was extreme toxicity and drama behind the scenes, mostly perpetuated by its founder. Yeah, uh, with claims that he stole the idea in the first place. Um, but we're seeing that there was, of course, buried cases of alleged sexual assault and yeah. uh, murder—straight out murder. <laughs> allegations and whatnot, which I'm not surprised. Like, this is was sort of like a different version of wrestling, Um, but this is just part one of the documentary. It looks very, very interesting. Um, Again, we mentioned previously, we got a second trailer for The Flash, which arrives June 16th, starring Ezra Miller, Ben Affleck, Michael Keaton, um, a whole host of other people. And on June, we'll get the sixth season of Black Mirror over at Netflix, which the trailer was interesting. Um, of course, it just gave us clips of different snippets from each episode. Um, but I'm just hoping that it yeah, it's right returns to its roots.
1: This, and maybe this break that they've had will help. And also, since the last time we saw Black Mirror, the world has changed so much for the worst. So they'll have plenty of uh, ammunition. <laughs> Right.
0: That's our trailer things. And now we're going to maneuver over to our streamings of the week. Um, starting at Netflix, The Diplomat, starring Carrie Russell. If you haven't watched this, get into it. It's eight episodes. Was it eight? Hold on one second. Let me make sure. Um... It's a political thriller where Carrie Russell's Kate Weiler cool. um, believes she's going to cabal to be an ambassador there, but she's recruited to be yeah. an ambassador at, for the UK, for America. And her husband is a former ambassador, and they're at sort of like the extent of their marriage, kind of going through a divorce, and she's afraid his past career will interrupt hers, The way she's going, but a British um, yeah, I don't know what you call it, convoy, warship, whatever is bombed, just as she's sort of recruited for this position, and she has to get to the bottom of it. I think it's six episodes, um, six or eight, but they're uh, each hour each, but they go by really fast. The cast is great, Um, and it's already renewed for a second season, so it's it's yeah it's really good i was surprised because after the night agent i which i haven't finished it didn't really impress me that much but this is really good it's it's written really well huh. and there's bits of comedy in it as well so okay it's it's a good good watch and yes it's eight episodes so yeah um, and then we'll get into our weekly stream here with the season finale of Perry Mason's second season, Chapter 16.
1: Okay. Um, what did you think of how this wrapped up? Let, let me gather my thoughts here. I was glad we got something out of it. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll just come out and say it. I think it was anticlimactic. I think we learned too early the background of what was happening. Because... I think that hurt the story a little bit because mm-hmm. even when we heard, when we found out that what's her name. Is it Claudia? Is that was the older white lady's name? Camilla. That's it. When we found out her Cam- part of the story, Camilla. I was just kind of, I did I, I wouldn't surprised. you know what I mean? It didn't really hit like things hit in the first season, but, um, You know, overall, I thought it was a good season. I thought this episode was a good finale to kind of cap things off. We've got some stories that could definitely lead to a season three and some loose ends, especially with Perry having to spend four months in jail. But um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I wasn't blown away by it, but I was like, like, okay, (laughs) if I had to give it a grade, I'd give it like a middle of the road, a C, (laughs)
0: Yeah, it, it sort of we knew who did it by the end of the previous episode, and then there wasn't much to do the rest of the episode. Yeah. Um, of course they stopped the blackmail or whatever. Um, we had Mateo take the fall for Raphael. Yeah. Um, cause he seemed to be the stronger brother in the end. Um, Raphael went on to art school, so his life has changed forever. Um, we had Della sort of prove herself as a lawyer, um, and I guess continue yes, this relationship with Anita. So. <laughs> she wasn't really in the finale, but um, but I think there was more of an arc for Paul this season as he, um, it looks like he'll still work for Perry, yeah. but he's going to do more work which for which
1: would be interesting. And like you like said earlier, we're talk about the show. <laughs> It's very good how he's got his story has some body to it. He's just not there, you know. We're actually doing full scenes where we learn about Paul's world, so yeah.
0: But, yeah. Yeah, which I love. Like the supporting cast gets a full arc just as much as Perry. Um and yet with Perry, because of him hiding the gun, he is sentenced to four months in jail, which before he mm-hmm. leaves, he sort of makes up with Miss Ames, um, apologizes for accusing her of being the rap or whatnot. Um, and Della has her final sort of say with Camilla, yeah. who gets basically scot- gets off scot-free, like, there's enough distance between her and the actual perpetrators of the crime to where she can't really get hurt. So, I'm sure she yeah, may come back. God damn. Um, but Hope Davis is very busy. Yeah, she's in this. She has a yeah, current that. role in Succession. She, plays the
1: same role she's in some
0: home. show on Prime, too. Yeah, <laughs> so... Uh, whether she comes back in the last Third season yeah. I welcome her because she could be Like a series long right. Adversary if you will sort of like Sort of like Holcomb um, So yeah It'd be interesting but yeah this This season was solid I, don't, uh, I It doesn't really compare to The drama of the first season but I guess It wanted is sort of go out with a bang the first season, but this this was more... Right. The first season had you on the edge of your... More t- set
1: into like, who these people are. I need that next episode now.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Right. This one was
0: definitely more of a cute. This is
1: cute. Yeah, so do I. So do I. Yeah.
0: But I, I hope there is a third season, because I really do enjoy, enjoy the show. That's true. And, you know, we could get a time jump with Perry getting out of jail and could be a whole new crime and all the things. Over at Hulu, I started the, I guess, crime drama, Saint X, which is based on a novel. Um, So basically a young woman sister was murdered on a Caribbean resort when she was a little girl back in like 2000 something and flash four years later she thinks she's sort of um found the prime suspect in Jamaica Queens New York and she suffers with anxiety from the murder and the case being unsolved and whatnot
1: so I guess she's going to try to solve it or prove it yeah I now. started it literally it's not very good about two hours before I, I was we got on this call and yeah I, I'd have to agree it's I don't know what I was expecting, but it this wasn't it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's something about...
1: Yeah, yeah. The I
0: writing is a, is a bit lazy. Like, everything was, like, filling the dots, sort of, like, easy, and sort of the racial dynamics are sort of... It's all very surface. Like, nothing's really nuanced. Um... And if you have anxiety from this murder by these alleged Black Caribbean resort workers, and then you live in Jamaica, Queens, because yeah, you're a quote-unquote yeah, ally, it's a like what's, what's this
1: happening? This just goes back to my whole theory that people have gotten really good at cutting together trailers for shitty shows. <laughs> because that this that, is a prime example of that. Like The trailer looked very... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. engaging and like, oh, wow, this is going to be good. And yeah.
0: Yeah, the scenes just did not hold up. Like, the way they try to give the backstory of the Clive character when he's a boy, like, those were horrendous. Um Just some of the acting, the writing, yeah. it just feels a yeah. bit Abysmal. I don't know if I'll be going back to St. X. <laughs> yeah. But what I will return to is prime's dead ringers. Um, now this series is six episodes starring Rachel vice as twin obstetricians who are planning to open a new birthing center to revolutionize women's health in the way women give birth. Is based on, of course, the film that starred Jeremy Irons, um, but these twins are a bit demented. Um, one twin named Elliot is sort of like the outgoing risk-taker whose sort of plan is to... She's, she's very... She's very outgoing, the complete opposite of her sister Beverly, who is more quiet and demure, um, but... Um, the two sisters' relationship becomes strained when Beverly falls in love, and Elliot has clear abandonment issues so I think I'm on episode okay. five of six um it's it's really good like you'll have to get, get into it and you have to watch okay. Okay. because oh, yeah. like everything is important. <laughs> But it's It starts pretty Self-explanatory There's a bit of a Black comedy In there as well yeah, I check it out.
1: I've only heard um, Good things about it But so, it's I mean, really good. good
0: So Still Good thing Yeah i hopefully finish it This week But it, it's It's very good And then over at Peacock I forgot to add this The last time I watched the film Of an age and this is a film by, let me get the director's name, Goran Solevsky. It was released in February this year. Uh, a, a small indie film that follows a young teenager in 1998. Um, he's an amateur ballroom dancer. And he sort of has this 24-hour oh, okay. uh, romance with his best friend's older brother. And then they reunite years later at his best friend's wedding. It's it gives you like you know glimpses of moonlight, you know that sort of story. Um, it, it's it's done really I well. I think I
1: remember this um, being talked about, and you, watched I, I really it enjoyed it. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, because Goran Stolevski, the, the director, talked about is the same one that did the film. Uh, you won't be alone. This like this weird take on a like a fairy tale that starred uh Numi Rapace. It was it was nuts, but it was so good. So yeah, I Yeah, this this was
0: really good. It's nothing's heavy or whatever and the actors are great. Um it 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 was a surprise. I remember seeing the trailer, wanting to see it, bummed out that I wasn't coming here and then all of a sudden it was on Peacock like. Just randomly, so definitely check it out. It's it's a great story, uh, so much.
1: I need to get all right, Dead you close. Where are you I gotta catch weekend? up on shows that I haven't watched. Just that, I'm just gonna do that. That's just what I'm gonna say is I'm watching so much this weekend.
0: <laughs> yeah, same here. I told myself I was gonna start yeah. the Clone Wars before August, so hopefully, I do that. I don't know, but. Um, June 29th, we get the third season of Warrior over HBO Max. So we're going to finally start that. That's sort of like the action drama based in China or... It's really good. I heard the fight scenes are really good. So I want to get into that. I want to try to start Justified before uh, the new season starts over FX. I never watched it. Everyone says it's brilliant. So I'm going to try to get into that. Um, and then Freevie yeah, like over this, at Prime I don't, I don't know has how a to show explain called Jury Duty Yeah, I've seen a, a
1: bit of it. It is it's interesting to say the least. Yeah, yeah it's like a it's hybrid
0: really <laughs> comedy reality because it it stars James Marsden right. and everyone's an actor except one guy. And he thinks he's really going to jury duty. So they it said it's a brilliant concept. So I definitely wanna check that out. And then Paramount Plus this week has added the old series, Noah's Ark, which I've never seen before. Um, this was created by Patrick Ian Polk and was one of the very first of its kind uh, a black queer show following black queer men back in the early 2000s. So, um, I think it lasted for maybe three seasons. They had like a a oh, movie okay. and then they yeah, had maybe yeah. like a reuniting thing a few years ago. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely interested. Everyone said this story okay, like when everyone was watching Chris Folk, the black people were watching this. So, Yeah. As always, we thank you for listening to another episode of It's True for Life Podcast with Brandon and Lauren. Please like, review, share, subscribe on your platform of choice, and connect with us with us on our socials. Stream for Life Pod on Instagram and Stream for Life on Twitter. That's S T R M, the number four, and life. Um yeah. next week, I guess we'll talk so, about some of these shows that we're visiting and Peace. So preview what's coming up ahead. So until then, keep on streaming.